pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Give us pride and joy, Stevie. That'll warm you up. That'll warm your cockles. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it's going to be sunny and it's going to be very cold today with 36 for the high. So if there's anything you need to do that's above freezing, you know, then take care of it this afternoon when it gets above freezing. I'm not real sure. You know, all these temperatures that I'm going to tell you about this morning, you might shave a few degrees off of it because what happens is these um, computer models, they get really, um, they get set in their ways. And sometimes these cold things, when they come in like this, these cold bursts, they like to linger around a little bit. They're kind of hard to shake loose. And so... You know, it's they're predicting, the computer models are predicting 36 for the high today. Yeah, it might be 34, 33, but, you know, who, why are we going to argue over a couple degrees? We'll see. Clear and cold again tonight, 8 to 15 this time tomorrow morning. So we got one more morning of this. Mostly sunny and in the 40s tomorrow and sunny and in the 60s on Thursday. And then another cold front comes through on Friday, but nothing like this. It's going to get cold over the weekend, but nothing like this. So uh, right now, we're at 18 degrees, and it feels like it's 5. <laughs> Welcome to San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> That's it. That's what we're doing. Well, as a big shocker, Trump won Iowa. Barely squeaking by 51%. Next, numero dos, was not Nikki. Hmm. <laughs> I heard that predicted on another network, as they say yesterday morning when I left. Another network was saying, oh, no, Nikki's not going to come in second. She's going to come in third. And sure enough, she came in third. Now, it was close enough. It was hair, but it was, you know, still. Uh, Ron DeSantis came in uh, second. So far, these are preliminary numbers. Some, you know, These numbers may change a little bit today, but the overall winner at 51%, 20, 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Donald Trump was 30 points ahead. And do you want to hear why? Do you want to hear why people are ready for Donald Trump to get back in the Oval Office? Well, we talk about it every day on this show. We tell you why people are ready. Stuff like the border, okay? Stuff like the economy. All the things that were going great until the America last crowd came in. And Donald Trump is America first. His victory speech last night was a work of art, off-the-cuff Beautiful, beautiful. It was the most beautiful victory speech ever in the history of the world. Beautiful, beautiful speeches. And so it's uh, four minutes long. I'm not going to do the whole four minutes in a row. Jimmy and I are going to break this down for you here. So go ahead and roll it, Jimmy. And when we pause it, we'll pause it. I'll make some comments. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody 
our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. It's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. Isn't that great? Soon. Isn't that great? So let's pause it right there. Come together. And, and that's, you know, that's what you call, that's what you call a victor with grace. Uh, uh, somebody who is not, you know, flaunting it in, 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 the, in the loser's face, right? Who is not taunting the losers. Somebody who is being extremely gracious with their feelings about his competition. People who have taken some seriously negative shots at him. Why isn't he up there on this debate stage? Where is he? He ought to be on this debate stage. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, let's all come together, everybody. Let's, let's do this for our world, basically, because the world is a, in a mess. He continued with this. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. <laughs> But the senators, the congressmen from yep. Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see... Carrie Lake, congratulations, Carrie. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a Pause it, Jimmy. Let's see. Uh, Trump Lake. <clears throat> That's got an interesting ring to it, don't you think? Trump Lake. All right, go ahead. I predict, right? You're going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek, because he did a hell of a job. He came from... Uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife, uh, First Lady, I'll say former and maybe future. Wow. But great? more important than Melania, I this. want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away few days ago and she's up there way up there she's looking down and she's so proud of us and i just want to say to amalia you are special one of the most special people i've ever known and uh, that was a tough period of time for the family but she uh, she's amazing she was amazing so i just want to thank what she's done for our family and her husband who's home right now and very lonely he's a lonely man but he's going to be okay victor they're great people, great, uh, great parents to all of us, really. Great parents, but also to Baron. Boy, did she take care of Baron. That's how he got so tall. He only ate her food. <laughs> Baron is like six, seven, six, eight, and how? Yeah, and how old is he? Fifteen, sixteen? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever his age is. Yeah, no, he is. And, and Trump refers to that in basketball terms here in the next couple of minutes, but. Do you, do you see how magnanimous he is, how gracious he is? To, he congratulated Vivek. He congratulated Nikki and Ron DeSantis for the battle they're having. He's just being very gracious. And to to 
you know, point out his mother-in-law, and, and he's looking up, and, and you can hear the cracking in his voice. And yeah, the world has ever seen Donald Trump cry. Now, he wasn't out and out crying and sobbing like Kelsey was last night after the Eagles lost. But he was, he, you could hear the crack in his voice when he was talking about her and he was looking up and pointing up to the sky. So he learned his lesson on how to treat people when you beat them. Yeah. Because six, yes. six years ago, he didn't, he didn't act like this. Oh, no, no, no. He would, he put it in He was pompous as pompous can be. Right. And now he's. I think that's going to come out. That he's, what he's starting soft right now, he's starting soft. Oh, you think he's going to get more pompous as time goes on? Well, well when not, it's Biden. not really pompous, just um, or not even arrogant. I don't know, just uh, a little bit more powerful. Um, well, I think he'll be powerful when it's necessary. But I, the arrogance is a good word because he had a lot of that arrogance yeah. before, and I think he's different. It's very tame. I do, uh, yeah. and people can't yell at him for being a jerk in this speech. See that—that's the deal. Is that, <laughs> and that's right. That's that's a really and good Barron point. Barron is six seven, and he's seventeen years old. Six seven and seventeen. How Jeez. many NBA teams are going to be calling that boy? That huh? Six seven. Six seven. <laughs> he's seven. Yes. A little wow. Wimbanyama. Yeah, right. He's not <laughs> he's done. He's way. 17. He's got more to go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Does okay. the height come from her family or a Trump? Yes. It, it, yeah. No, it's got to come from her. Now, now Trump is uh, Donald Trump is 6'3 and a half, so he's yeah, almost 6'4. His dad six, was pretty tall, too. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, I, I guess play a little bit more, and we'll just see what else is here for us to comment on. And I want to thank my family generally. Uh, they've worked so hard. And they've taken so much abuse for being good people. I mean, good people. But uh, Eric and Don, they really did. These two have been working so hard. And they, uh, you know, they have another job also. So they have to do it all. But they, uh, they've been working so hard. And I know that Ivanka is home and Tiffany's home. They're watching. And I know that Baron's watching. Good old Baron. He's... I said, you're going to be a basketball player. I said, well, I like soccer, Dad, actually. I said, at your height, I like basketball better, but you can't, sometimes you can't talk them into everything. But he's a special boy. But the whole family is just incredible. And my uh, sister, Elizabeth, who's uh, just the biggest fan, she's just an incredible person and uh, always supportive. We love Elizabeth so much. Uh, also, uh, we have a woman who took a big chance. You know, in most states, we have support of everybody, the Congress, the senators. We had Marco Rubio. We had Rick Scott the other day. Uh, we have, you know, probably 50, 55 percent of the senators. And now they're all calling and saying, we want to endorse you, sir. I said, oh, great. <laughs> so um, what a night it was last night. Now, Joe Biden's people. Now, Joe did not respond, of course. Joe cannot respond. Joe is not capable of responding. And it's very sad to see the uh, incredible decline, mental decline of, of, uh, of, of Joe Biden. I do not like him. I never, I have never liked Joe Biden. I think his politics are absolutely the worst on the planet. He lies about everything. He does not tell the truth about a thing. He was an ambitious politician who sold his office. He sold this country. He sold his soul. 
Joe Biden did to get to where he is. He wanted president on his on his headstone, and that's going to happen. And he wanted to have the whole military honors and the whole thing one day in the Capitol Rotunda one day, and that's going to happen. But that was his only goal. He was not in this for the American people. He was not in this to, to put America first, and that's very clear. So last night, his Twitter account, whoever is running the Twitter account, his Twitter account responded by saying, Donald Trump is the clear frontrunner. That is correct. And then it went on to say, this election was always going to be you and me versus extreme MAGA Republicans. That's the Biden statement on his X account last night. And let me just make this perfectly clear. This is not between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This boils down to America first, Donald Trump, versus America last, and that's the Biden, O-Biden, the Obama and Biden administration that's running right now. The dream of Barack Hussein has always been to bring this country down. You cannot lead what you do not love. And Barack Hussein has never loved this country. Never. And his dream and plans, along with Cloward and Piven, and I've been telling you about Cloward and Piven, I've been telling you about the dream and their plan, was to bring this country to its knees. And they're, they're almost there. We are very close. And what you heard last night, and what is very clear, this race is between America first, America is going to lead, and we're going to put America first in all of our decisions, and America last, which is what we've had for the past three years. You had four years of America first, and I'm going to break down some of the some of the dollars and cents and some of the stuff concerning America first versus America last. And it's affecting minorities. It's affecting the black community more than anybody else in this country. And they know it. Joe Biden, as an example, so far in 2024, we are now 16 days into 2024, which, by the way, marks 49 for me. 16 days we are into 2024. He has worked three. Or let's put it this way. He has been to three events. He has done three things on the clock. He has one scheduled this week, the mayor, the conference of mayors coming up on Friday. That's the only thing that uh, Joe Biden has planned for this week. It's all about the other guys are running this. Barack Hussein is running it through his people that he has positioned in this administration, and they're taking us down the tubes. And now is the time to come back and bring it back. In fact... 68% of Iowan caucus goers do not believe that President Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election. This was according to CNN. He did not legitimately win it. Uh, he was put in that position by some very powerful people to collapse our borders and to get us into wars. And I've told you the reasons behind that and why they're doing this. You overwhelm the system by collapsing the borders. You bring crime to the streets. And you get us into wars so that the very rich and powerful people from the industrial military complex make all the money. The top issue for Republican caucus goers last night, immigration, number one. Number two, the economy, foreign policy, number three. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's diamond has never sold lab-grown diamonds. Five twenty-six. Love that song, Deborah Harry. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, one more quote from the president 
I don't have the audio of this, but he said it in a very calm, relaxed tone, like what you just heard him doing there as well. Not not that fiery, arrogant kind of thing that people said they didn't like about him. It's a big change. But here's a quote. I don't want to be overly rough on the president. He's meaning Biden. But I have to say that he is the worst president that we've had in the history of this country. He's destroying our country. It's a million percent correct. And he said it very calmly. Now, let me just contrast what you just heard from Donald Trump with what Joy Reid said on her show last night on MSNBC. Now, I've told Sean many times on Where and Rima, and I have been telling you guys this as long as you've been listening to me, 49 years now, that the idea of the Obamas of the world is to create division among all of us. And then they blame Republicans for it. But they're the ones who are creating a division. And, and, and right now, Barack does it with race. Joy Reid does it with race. Al Sharpton does it with race. And the whole point of creating that division is to have us fighting against each other. And that allows outside forces to come in and destroy us. Divide and conquer. Joy Reid said last night after Trump won that white Christians want to have people of color color bow down to them. How about all that graciousness in losing? How about how about that congratulations to Donald Trump and his followers? And once we get to the one-on-one Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, well then my guy Joe Biden's going to win, but that's not what she said. What she said was, white Christians see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country, and Trump has promised to take it from everybody else and give it to white Christians. And the white Christians and Donald Trump want to force black people to kneel down before them. On the other side of the news, I'm going to tell you what is hurting black people in America today. Not according to me. But according to black people, and according to the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, that's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware for Texas Rhino Shield. 537, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. There's Elaine, there's Jimmy, and Christian Blood is in this morning. So we're talking about Donald Trump's big, massive, huge, the hugest win ever last night and how magnanimous he was in his victory speech and how beautiful it was. It really was. He was very calm. Uh, He was very gracious in being a a winner. He doesn't have to be gracious at all right now, okay? The man, you know, he got in 2020. And since that time, the Democrats have been doing all they can do to destroy him not just remove him from the campaign, remove him from the ballot like we've been talking about, but to actually, in reality, destroy him. I played for you yesterday on Where in Rima. I played some sound for you from Kid Rock, who has gotten to know Donald Trump really well over the past several years. Now, I, I used him as an example, but I could play more sound from a lot of other people that know him personally, both 
celebrities and non-celebrities, and to a person, they all say that nobody, they don't know anyone who cares more about this country and putting this country first than Donald Trump. And one thing that they all say is that all of this stuff that is happening to him, costing him over a million dollars a week as they try to drain him dry. In New York, they're trying to fine him for $400 million. $400 million is what they're trying to fine For nothing. He did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They're trying to lock him up in jail. You've got a fraudster of a DA in Fulton County, Georgia, and who's been funneling money to her boyfriend so he could take her on wild vacations. And yet, to a person, the people who know Donald Trump talk about how up he is all the time. And all he wants to do is talk about putting this country in a position of winning once again. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to talk about anything else or do anything else. And he sleeps about four hours a night. John Daly talked about that the other day, the golfer. He's played golf with him many, many times. He said, you know, the, thing, the difference between him and Clinton was that when he played golf with Clinton, Clinton would cheat. <laughs> well, yeah, Clinton cheats on everything, including his wife, right? But Donald Trump is always straight up, and he's all during the golf game, he's always talking about ways to put us, you, me, black, white, red, purple, green people, it doesn't matter, put everybody in this country first. And he sleeps about four hours a night. It drives John Daly crazy because he's quite the partier. John Daly likes to party. And he's like, I can't, I can't hang with this guy. And I thought I was an all-night guy. That's all he cares about. That's it. He's not doing this for personal reasons. Please remember that he never took a salary when he was president. Every time he got a paycheck, and those checks are about hundred grand, four, four of them a year, it's 400000 or so a year, he signed the back of it and gave it to charity. The entire four years, neither of his boys were selling influence to China, to Ukraine, to uh, Kazakhstan. Neither of his boys were doing that. Neither of them. Unlike the guy who is the president in name only right now, Joe Robin and Biden. Last night in his victory speech, he said, I want the whole country to come together. Democrats, Republicans, everybody, because we've got a mess in this world. And we have to solve this mess. I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to play it again after 6. I'm going to play it at 6.05. But we've got to come together. We've got a lot of death and destruction. It's so important. I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon. Now, what they did find out with the Iowa caucus goers last night, and he won 51%, 30 points ahead, number two, Ron DeSantis, who I heard Steve Deese on another network yesterday morning predict that that was going to happen, and people were shocked by that. No, Nikki's in second place. No, she's not. Nikki is one of the establishment 
Uh, Nikki is being upheld by the Democrats uh, in order to try to take Trump out. And Democrats didn't want to go out in the snow and the mess yesterday to sit with a bunch of people they don't like to caucus for her. That's why she ended up in third. But anyway, AP poll yesterday from Iowa, he performed even better with GOP women than men. Now, he's still, you know, kick butt in men, but Donald Trump performed much better with GOP women. Now, why is that? Women have a lot at stake right now, and the Obama-Biden folks are trying to destroy women right now. Everything from their sports to their little girls' cheerleading to the little girls' dance team to everything else, they're trying to destroy it. They have a plan to destroy everything that made this country great. And they're working on destroying girls and women. And I'm going to tell you something. White suburban liberal women elected Joe Biden last time. Joe Biden was a fraud. He did not win that election. But white suburban liberal women were the biggest voting group for Joe Biden. It's not going to happen this time. Not going to happen this time. They've got some serious trouble over there. Now, Joy Reid said on her show last night that this is just a bunch of white Christians up in Iowa that want to have you kneel down to them because they believe that this country was given to them, that they are the rightful inheritors of this country. And all the things we think about, about electability, about what people are gaming, none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours. And everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a fraudulent American, is less a real American. Then you don't care about electability, you care about what God has given you. And that white Christians want to have black people kneel down before them. That's what she said. Now, again, I've explained it many times on this show and on Warren Rima, the O'Biden plan, and it comes from Barack Hussein, the idea is to separate, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Read your Sun Tzu, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. So that's why you hear people like Fannie Willis, the DA in Georgia, who's trying, in a fraudulent case, trying to lock Donald Trump up, and she probably will, why, when you question the fact that the guy that she's sleeping with is getting paid a lot of money by her, you know what, $50 an hour more than the legitimate prosecutor in her office so that he could take her on all these vacations. And she's colluding with the White House. 16 trips to the White House during this time. And when you question her on it, she gives you the Barack answer. Well, it's just because I'm black. You don't like me because I'm black. You're a racist, if you question me. No, it has nothing to do with your skin. I think you are a fraud, just like Obama's a fraud. I don't care about your skin color. How stupid. It has nothing to do with your skin color. You're a fraud. Obama was a fraud. You're a fraud. Biden is a white dude. He's a fraud. <laughs> Clinton's a white dude. He's a fraud. George W. Bush, white dude, Republican after his name. He's a fraud. But let me tell you the truth. The U.S. Civil Rights Commission 
That was a report that they put out years ago. But it's now being backed up by more information. Illegal immigration is making black people poorer every minute. Now, I have been saying this for years, that it makes everybody poorer. Illegal immigration brings us all down. And why is that? Because you got all these people competing for a handful of jobs, and so that suppresses and drives down our wages, number one. And number two, those of us who have a gig, we have to pay more to take care of them, which is exactly what's happening right now, plus the crime and everything else. The United States Civil Rights Commission said that primarily Ill- illegal immigration is disproportionately making black Americans poorer by reducing wages and crowding out their workforce. It's a negative effect on wages of low-skilled black American workers. It has a range of negative effects, according to the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. By importing tens of millions of illegal aliens, it's only exacerbated the problems of America's poor and working class, says the report. The poor are getting poorer with all these people they're bringing across the border that that the Biden administration is bringing across the border. Black men, according to the U.S. Civil Rights Report, are most negatively impacted by illegal immigration because they are disproportionately employed in a low-skilled labor market where they are more likely to be in labor competition with the illegal immigrants in this country. Fact. It's a fact. The report says illegal immigration to the United States in recent decades has tended to depress both wages and employment rates for low-skilled American citizens, a disproportionate number of whom are black. In fact, the wealth gap between black Americans and white Americans has continued to grow significantly because tens of millions of illegal aliens have inflated the, the job market and been a boon to businesses. Vernon Briggs, professor emeritus of labor economics at Cornell University, saying no issue has negatively affected the economic well-being of African Americans more than illegal immigration, according to the report. And if you go back to the Trump years, right before the pandemic, wages were growing for black Americans by approximately 10% per year. 10% per year. Now, wages for black Americans are going backwards. Backwards. Black Americans feel it. Black Americans know it. We all feel it. We all know it every time we go to the grocery store. Every time we look at how weak it is right now in America, we all we all see it. We all know it. We all feel it. Groceries are up 25%. But in the pre-COVID Trump years, median inflation-adjusted incomes were up more than 10%. And listen to this in relation to what I'm talking about with the U.S. Civil Rights Report and black Americans. Lower income earners made faster gains under Donald Trump than in the history of the country. Lower, 
wage or lower income earners. What the civil rights is telling you is happening to black Americans. Made faster wage gains under Donald John Trump than any other administration in the history of the U.S. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadowski. You can do magic. <laughs> that right there is America. Yeah. Uh, 5.56 now at KTSA. Well, uh, later on this morning, uh, coming up at 6.05, we're going to run through Trump's speech from last night. You're going to hear Nikki Haley and what she had to say. Kamala Harris spoke yesterday as well. And then we've got some Biden-Harris sound <coughs> concerning Iran. And we are on the precipice, if, if not already, going through World War III. Iran attacked uh, the Kurds. The Kurds, very helpful, well, helping us get rid of uh, ISIS. Uh, Kurds did, the Kurds did a lot of fighting. Well, Iran attacked them last night because Iran is in the middle of World War III. And we are fighting Iran on at least three fronts right now. And now Germany is preparing to fight Russia in World War Three, so I know. Happy, uh, good morning. You know, I'll tell you more about that coming up, and so much more this morning here on KTSA. Oh, and how do electric cars fare when the weather's cold like this? We got that coming up for you as well. All right, uh, I want to tell you about my friends, uh, Dr. Mark Capricorn and a team at River City Oral Surgery. What an excellent team they are! What a great group of folks they are at River City Oral Surgery, taking care of you and your oral surgery and your facial surgery needs. Dr. Capricorn is one of the busiest oral and facial surgery or surgeons in all of Texas because he's that good, and people love his work. And at River City Oral Surgery, you're going to love his work too. At River City Oral Surgery. They can do these dental implants that's going to get you a gorgeous smile that you're just absolutely going to be proud of, that you're going to love showing off. Every time somebody whips out their phone to take a picture, you're yeah, you're going to brighten up and get you know big, beautiful smile, but also going to help you chew better. And you're going to be in better dental health as well with River City Oral Surgery. And you know what? They are very transparent with what they do and their prices right on their website so you know exactly what you're going to pay before you ever book your appointment. You'll love the entire staff there. You're going to love their process there. You're going to love the implants when they're done. I just want you to find out more about them by logging onto their website, rivercityoms.com, and book your appointment. 210-778-0002. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. Here's the record for the biggest win in the history of Iowa last night. 51% of the vote. 30 points ahead, second place, Ron DeSantis. Not Nikki Haley shattering Bob Dole's record by 17 points. And, of course, the highest vote share in Iowa Republican caucus history happened with Donald Trump last night. So decisive last night. Associated Press, CNN, and other left-wing outlets, they had to eat crow and call it. Only 30 minutes after the caucuses began, which is a very long and drawn-out process if you know anything about caucusing, and they knew right away, 30 minutes, that no, it's over. This is this is done, and it's Donald Trump. Now, how did he respond after winning last night? This was classic Donald Trump in the sense of putting America first and a vision for what he hopes his next term as president is going to be like. I want you to listen how magnanimous he was, how thoughtful he was, and how gracious he was last night. Here's Donald Trump. 
This has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. It's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. You know, let me just comment on that, Jimmy. Um, that's a really important point for Americans to hear right now. We are in, I believe, World War III. And we are seeing, you know, there's a story out this morning about how Germany has planned now to fight Russia in this war. Uh, and they're thinking that February through July is going to be the time frame when this thing is really going to blow up. What coincides with July, of course, the conventions, and then we're really into the whole one-on-one, mano-a-mano race for the White House. And I still don't believe it's going to be Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden can can uh, can do a, a, a run for the White House. Um, I'm not sure what condition Joe Biden is going to be in um, from the summer on in. But Trump's point is exactly right on. We have Iran right now. We're fighting a war on several fronts with Iran. Now we have four fronts that we're fighting Iran on. And Iran bombed Iraq last night, killed a bunch of Kurds. The Kurds helped us defeat ISIS. They're using our money to do it, that Joe Biden sent them. Well, Joe Biden didn't. Barack Hussein is sending them money, billions of dollars, to attack our interests in the Middle East, in the Red Sea. Where a lot of shipping goes on, they bombed a U.S. tanker over there. This administration is completely checked out. They're not doing anything about this. In fact, let's play cut number one before. Can we go back to cut number one and then come back to Trump? Okay. Let's go to cut number one. Because early on, when the Israeli conflict happened with Hamas, which is Iran, they're the same, one and the same. When it happened, if you recall... Reporters would ask Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, what is your message to Iran when it comes to Israel and Hamas, and if Iran acts like they want to attack American interests? Go right ahead, Jimmy. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. What's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. Okay. Now, since that time, Iran has attacked us and our troops hundreds of times in the Middle East since October 7th. And they continue to do so on a daily basis. It's basically World War III. When you've got Putin doing what's happening over in Ukraine, and Ukraine is just as guilty as Putin is in all this. Now you've got Germany planning for the war to widen. You've got this battle going on, and so on and so forth. The president says we all need to come together, or Donald Trump says, we all need to come together and work together to solve these problems. Let's go back to his speech from last night. 
I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. But the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. Very good. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a senator, a great senator, I predict, right? You're going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek, because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my... Hold on just a second there, Jimmy, because I think that's important right there, is that he is saying to them, and, and Vivek suspended his campaign last night and endorsed Trump, just as Doug Burgum did the day before, uh, just as Marco Rubio did and Rick Scott, and the list goes on and on, the people that have been endorsing Donald Trump lately. Newt Gingrich said last night, he's the nominee, quit fooling around. Just stop this now. He's the nominee. Let's go. And I, and I couldn't agree more. He's the nominee. Let's go. Everything that is happening today in American politics is about Donald Trump. And everything that the left and, and, the, and the political uh, class in, in, the, in the Republican Party as well, Republicans and Democrats, are throwing at Donald Trump is about Donald Trump. And so it's time to go. We've got to get together and we've got to make this happen. And he was very magnanimous toward them. He was very gracious toward them. You noticed he was not, you know, arrogant or bullying toward any of them. He congratulated all of them and called them all very capable people. Go ahead, Jimmy. Incredible wife, uh, first lady, I'll say former and maybe future. But more important than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down, and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special, one of the most special people I've ever known. And uh, that was a tough period of time for the family. But she, uh, she's amazing. She was amazing. So I just want to thank what she's done for our family and her husband, who's home right now and very lonely. He's a lonely man, but he's going to be okay, Victor. They're great people. Great, okay, uh, we'll leave it right there, and we'll continue with more of this. But he it was a fantastic speech. He was very uh, gracious to everyone, and he deserved to win that last night. And and now America is waking up to that fact. That And the fact is, the truth is, we were far better off, not only as a country under his leadership, but the world was in a far better place under his leadership. And we need a return to that. And people are starting to wake up to that fact. This could be, and I'm not making any predictions because we had a long, long, long way to go, but this could be 1984 all over again. Do you remember that? Reagan Mondell. Mondell was from Minnesota. I remember watching the returns that night, and the entire map was red for Reagan with the exception of Minnesota. 
This could be just like 1984 all over again. All right, more in just a minute with Trey Ware here on KTSA. I want to tell you about Hess Fitness Products. Great people. Albert Kessler and his team have the best fitness equipment anywhere right there at Hess Fitness Products. They've been around since 1980. So, of course, well over 40 years, they have had the best warranties and the best price guarantee on the best fitness equipment. I've been buying from them for over 12 years now, personally. And I know Hest is best. They're best with the advice. They're they're coordinators and the people who their consultants who work there match you with the right equipment for you and they have never ever sold me something that i didn't use nothing they ever sold me has become an expensive clothes rack (laughs) i'm telling you they sell you the best stuff at the lowest price and the best price guarantee they have white glove service they'll deliver it and set it up for you so you'll be completely satisfied You'll look better, feel better, and do more. Just a little bit of exercise every day. Every day, just a little bit, and you're going to feel great. Getting into the best shape of your life. That's what Hest is here to help you do. HestFitness.com, HestFitness.com. They're on 281 between Thousand Oaks and Brook Hollow. AccuWeather forecast, yeah, baby, it's cold. Sunny and very cold today. High only 36 or thereabouts. Clear and cold again tonight. Right around 8 to 15, depending on where you are. Mostly sunny and 46 tomorrow, 69 and sunny on Thursday. Right now it's 19, but it feels like 5 at KTSA. Good morning for now. We Yeah, Adam Levine. Uh, 621 at KTSA. Trey Ware here. I just want to get personal for a minute. Jimmy, Elaine, Christian. Just want to get personal for just a second. We'll go back to all the politics and World War III and all that coming coming up in a minute. Uh, today, uh, January 16th, uh, is 49 years on the radio and media in San Antonio for me. Of course, um, I was actually three days old the first time I came to KTSA. <laughs> yeah, but your English was horrible <laughs> at was three terrible. years old. It was uh, terrible. It was not very good. We actually have a recording of it somewhere. It really was bad. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. I've got audio on a four-track reel <laughs> my dad had when I was like maybe two years old, and all I could say was, check one. Yeah, there you go. Check one. Yeah, well, that was, it. that was it. In that old building that used to be back there before it burned down years ago, they had a, the studio was much like this one, about the same size. And uh, the disc jockey sat over in a corner looking through the window, and then there was a, a little divider and then a table. And I remember my dad bringing me in, and I would crawl all over that table when I was just a little kid, man. I was all over that table and everything while he would do his show here on KTSA. That was the 60s, the early 60s, mid-60s. And uh, I, I remember when I turned uh, five or six, I set up a little radio station in my bedroom with the stereo and the speakers and two turntables, and I made a mic out of aluminum foil, out of a microphone. There you go. And I would sit there by the hour when I was about five, maybe, yeah, somewhere along there, about five. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I would sit there and just play it like that, like I was a disc jockey, man. And the thing was, you know, back in those times, we had the newscast at the top of the hour, still do, that you had to hit right on time, right, because it was network news. So I would back time the song I was playing, man, so it would hit it right on time. And I was five years old doing all this stuff, just the greatest time that I, I, I had. And my dad was doing uh, shows here, and then he got hired over at K-Buck. And uh, I wanted so bad to do this. By the time I was six, I just started to get up in the mornings and go to work with him. He was doing that show with Judd Ashmore at the time, Ricky and Judd. And to the point where he would leave me some mornings and go on in to do the thing, do a show, 
And I got to where I would sleep on the table where he had his briefcase so he wouldn't forget me <laughs> to take me into the radio station because <laughs> I, I wanted to go so bad. So I would go, and then Mom would come pick me up and take me to school. And what I would do when I was there is back in the day, we had production studios where the commercials were made, mm-hmm. and they were just like the on-air studio with the turntables and tape machines and all that kind of stuff. And th- I would go in there and play like I was a disc jockey. And I did that for quite some time, and... Um, my dad told me, he kept telling me, the fact that I'm in this business is not going to be the reason you're in this business. You do this business if you want to, and I showed a lot of initiative that I really wanted to do it. I, could th- I couldn't think of anything else, nothing else. But he said, I'm not going to give you any special favors. You're going to have to do it like anybody else. So um, the only thing that, you know, obviously he opened doors because I had access to a radio station every day that I was going to, right? But he said, you're going to have to earn it, just like anybody else had to earn it. So in uh, 1975, um, Harold Banks was the general manager of, uh, of K-Buck, and Gene Kelly was the program director. And I, I don't want to call names all, all this time because there's so many people that have helped me throughout the, the years. And um, Harold and Gene took a chance on me and threw me on the radio midnight to 6 a.m., yeah. Uh, on a big country station here in town, the biggest country station in Texas at that time. And uh, I did that for the longest time, but K-Buck was such a wonderful place to work that nobody ever left K-Buck because mm-hmm. everybody wanted to work there. So I knew that I wasn't going to go anywhere in that career, and I went over and I talked to a guy by the name of John Barger. He was running WOAI AM and FM, which is now KJ. And I walked in with a tape. I was 13. And he played one segment of my tape, and he turned and said, get out of this business now. You're terrible. Thirteen? <laughs> uh, yeah, thirteen. He said, get out. You, you don't, don't do this business anymore. You, you're, you're awful. And at that time, the switch was flipped in my head. I said, okay, I'm going to show this guy you know, that I can do this. And uh, it was a, a year or so later, I ended up going to Kono, and then their station was 92.9. And then I came here uh, on my own. And I was, that was in 1981, somewhere along in there, that I came here. Things went extremely well. Dad left K-Buck, and he came back here. And throughout the years, you know, some of the great program directors of all time, the Lee Randalls of the world who ran this radio station for a long time, and Joe Ernest and people like that, helped me along my way. When, and, did, the, when did the switch from rock and roll music to talk radio 90, 91. Yeah? Yeah, the, when the Gulf, first Gulf War hit. Storm and mm-hmm. Norman and all that stuff, yeah. Yep. And uh, so anyway, I, I left here uh, in 85 and put Magic 105 on the air. It didn't even exist. The building didn't even exist. We had to build the building. Well, not, not us physically, but, you know, we had to build the building and do the studios. And we launched it. I was the first program director and operations manager of Magic 105 in 1985. But Joe Ernest was the GM here, and Bernie Waterman was the owner here, and they kept calling me every other day, come back. We want you back over here. So I came back a year later, was here for a few years, went over KSLR and was program director and operations manager there. That's a Christian radio station. Went to KQXT. It was elevator music. Changed it to the soft rock that it is now. (laughs) Then went to, well, you know how this goes, right? That was only for a couple of years. And then I went to um, Star 93. And when they sold Star 93, I came back here in sales and as a talk show host. And that was in 92, 93, whatever, somewhere along in there. Um, in 1999, when the Aggie bonfire collapse happens, a moment we'll never forget, Dad and I, we were doing a show called The Wear Pair in afternoons at the time, and we went to Morning Drive. 
and that was in 99. So ever since then, I've been the morning host here on KTSA. But so many great people throughout the years, you know, from Brent Bowler doing the news, um, Elizabeth Ruiz doing the news and as part of the wear pair with Liz, all those great names, Logan Stewart and Sheldon Kashark and Brad, I was getting there. <laughs> and my second daddy, Bruce Hathaway, yes. who did this show for forever, San Antonio Late, <laughs> my second daddy, and always has been. I'll never, ever, I could never thank him enough. And, uh, and of course, the best to ever do this, period, nonstop, was my dad, period. I, will n- I stand on his shoulders. I will never reach the kind of... Uh, work that he did he was just the absolute best at this job period full stop uh but even today you know when i look at you who you and i have been together forever elaine i look at jimmy and and then of course don cooper who i sat across the glass from forever (laughs) yeah and you christian and don morgan and of course sean rima and all these people have had the uh, just uh, i couldn't do this for 49 years without them yeah, everybody along the way. And I know I left people out. I see Lee Woods commenting on there. Lee Woods was program director here. Nobody did San Antonio radio better than Lee Woods. And the names go on and on of the people. Ann Schiller, who is the late Ann Schiller, and people like that who just contributed so much to me. And I just I, I want to take a moment. I don't want this to be all about me, but I want to take a moment and just say thank you. 49 years, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you, you guys, the ME's office is going to have to black a car, or back a black car up to the back door and haul me out of here one day. Because that's how I'm leaving. Up, though, huh? We'll have to wait till the shift is over. Yeah, <laughs> that that's going to be another you know many many years from now. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit right here and keep doing what I'm doing. And to you to you, San Antonio, I close every show with "I love you, San Antonio," and I mean it. Thank you so much over the years. Showing my family all this love, showing my wife all this love, showing my granddaughters and my late children all the love that you've shown us over the years. And I'm looking forward to another 49 or 50 years or whatever the good Lord's going to give me. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA for Hicks and the Hicks family. You talk about people who have been around for a long time. The Hicks family got into the flooring business in 1935. 1935, the Hicks family started. And ever since then, they have been the highest quality, or offered the highest quality in flooring throughout Texas. Not only for homes, but also for businesses, too. Now, changing the flooring in your home is no small home improvement. It is a smart home improvement. The largest and best selection of flooring in San Antonio is at Hicks Carpet One. With the highest quality hardwood flooring and carpet and laminate and tile and luxury vinyl plank, trust Hicks Carpet One for everything. In fact, the Hicks family, they are the experts. At Hicks Carpet One, you get the beautiful guarantee. If you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason, Hicks will replace it absolutely free. With a beautiful showroom on Broadway and Loop 410, I want you to check them out there or online at HicksCarpet1.com. That's HicksCarpet1.com, 210-496-2121. Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal Roofing System. Bon Jovi, 638 at KTSA, 210-599-5555. Well... Donald Trump won the Iowa caucus last night. No surprise to anybody who's been following this. Way ahead, 51% of the vote, 30 points ahead of second place Ron DeSantis. And where do we go from here? Well, Nikki Haley, cut number four, Jimmy. Nikki's got an idea. She says it's a what? A what? I can safely say tonight Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. A what? (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. First of all, she's the establishment. Second of all, Democrats are giving a ton of money to her, and establishment Republicans are giving a ton of money to her. She is a blocker. She's trying to block Trump at every turn. It's not going to work, Nick. That's the first thing. The second thing is, why is she talking like me? <laughs> I've never heard her put this twang in. Listen. Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Now, listen. I've got an excuse, okay? I'm from here. That's the way I t- – and when I do national shows, I always say Trey from Texas so everybody understands. But it's I don't not, it's get – It's not that bad of a twang. Oh, I don't know. I think it is. It's the sounds, Iowa it, part? I've never heard that she before. she sounds normal at the end of their sentence. She, Iowa made this Republican primary a uh-huh. two-person race. Okay. okay it, yeah. screams, right. it screams Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> She's well, it is Iowa. I know, but she doesn't talk like that in her home state. It's kind of right. It kind which is the Palmetto state, right? But I, you know, I it kind of sounded like she was doing the Hillary thing it's, when Hillary went to the black church. You know, Joe did it the other day too. The same black church. You know, you got to talk like a black person. You go to black church. You got to talk like a black person. You can't talk like a white person up here in front of a black church. I get it. Know your what? audience. I know your audience, oh. but you don't have to impersonate your audience. No, you know who you. you that's right. Who you got to be is yourself. Don't. But but anyway, the content's even wrong. This is not a two-person race. Newt got it right. Newt's had it right for a long time. This is Donald Trump, okay? He's your nominee. Get with it and realize that Donald Trump is your nominee. And, and, and the whole race, everything that's happening in politics today is about Donald Trump. Even this third-party, no-name party that they put together, right? That's there just to go after Donald Trump, take points away from him. Everything that they're doing, arresting him, trying to lock him up, trying to take all of his money, all of these things that they're doing is all about one man. And you know why? Because we remember three years ago, well, prior to the pandemic, right? The pandemic screwed everything up. But prior to the pandemic, we remember that wages... For the less fortunate in this country, low-income earners, wages were growing by more than 10% annually. That inflation was under 2%, 1.6% inflation. We had that huge spike of inflation because Republicans and Democrats alike spent all that money. And we had that huge spike in inflation. And now your groceries cost you 25% more than they did before Joe Biden took office. Your groceries do. And that's everybody. That's Republicans and Democrats. And that's black and white and yellow and green and everybody. Everybody's paying more for everything these days. Everybody realizes that our streets are more dangerous and that that was planned. That whole thing about, you know, let's defund the police and get away. That was Barack Hussein and his people putting all of that together to bring all that confusion and chaos to the streets. And what I'm hoping now is that people are waking up and realizing, look, our country is on the line. The country itself. And when Donald Trump said last night, we all need to come together because the world is a mess. We've got to everybody. Republicans and Democrats and independents and blacks and whites and, and, and browns and everybody, we all got to come together. We've got World War III happening right now before our very eyes. We are overrun 
by illegal immigration in this country that's putting so much stress on the system that cities are collapsing under the weight of all this stress on the system from illegal immigrants being brought into this country by this administration. These folks did it. And they did it intentionally to you. And they're going to continue to do it to you until they are removed from office. That's what it's going to take. And, and this go-round, if Donald Trump wins in November, this go-round, he can't trust the same old, same old of the people that he had there before. He's got to get a whole new crew. You, I, I don't know if you heard Francis Collins this week. Remember when I was telling you last week, that Fauci has admitted now to, you know, gain-of-function research and, and the whole Wuhan lab leak theory and all, all that kind of, you know, I've been telling you about that, that Fauci is now admitting behind closed doors that he had it all wrong during the pandemic. Well, Francis Collins, his boss at the National Institute for Health, said yesterday, yes, it was a lab leak out of Wuhan. After these guys lied to us during the pandemic and told us, no, it jumped from bats to humans. We've never seen it before. But it happened this time. It jumped from bad state. And now we funded that mess. And why? Why did they fund it? Why did they release it? To get rid of Donald Trump. Everything that they have done in the past six years, from Hillary and the Russian collusion story all the way up to the pandemic, and now arresting the man has been about destroying Donald Trump. They have a sick, sick obsession. And why? Because they cannot relinquish their power for a couple of reasons. Their power is control, and they are controlling you. And more of that is their intent. Number two is they're going to go to jail. There's going to be some. If he wins the presidency, that will go to jail, and they should go to jail because of what they have done to this country and what they continue to do to this country until they are removed. But here's the thing. Republicans and Democrats and blacks and whites and yellows and greens and everybody, you know, every shade of human being is waking up to what they are doing. When we're kicking kids out of schools to put illegal immigrants, illegal aliens in the schools, when we're doing that kind of thing, that affects everybody. It doesn't matter what stupid little letter you put behind your name. We all need to get off the letter game anyway. Or when they tell you you can't cook on your gas stove and they post pictures of themselves cooking on gas stoves. Or they tell you you can't buy your Ford that burns gasoline anymore. You can't buy your Chevy that burns gasoline anymore. And what happened with all the electric vehicles in the snowstorm in Chicago? Have you seen this one? They're all lined up. And they can't charge them. Number one, they don't have enough electricity to charge them. Number two, you can't charge those those electric vehicles in the cold weather that they're having. Why? Because the battery has to be a certain temperature before you can charge the battery. And they have batteries dying. And by the way, these batteries are about $20,000. The most expensive part of these golf carts called electric vehicles, the most expensive part's the battery. And now, think about it. When we have a cold snap, your $200 battery that sits under your hood dies sometimes, right? Everybody deals with that at one time or the other. Well, imagine a $20,000, $25,000, battery in your Tesla or whatever electric vehicle you buy. Imagine that dying due to a cold snap. Where are you going to get thirty grand to replace that battery? 
So now in Chicago, you can see it if you want to go on YouTube and whatever. They've got a graveyard of these electronic vehicles lined up to charge, and they can't charge them. So people are now calling tow trucks that are burning gasoline and diesel flatbed tow trucks to haul those electronic vehicles off. Well, this administration is telling you you can't drive gas-powered cars anymore because they're shutting down the oil and gas business. And people are waking up to that. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. We're all waking up to that. Every day, there's more death and destruction that is wrought by these anti-American forces that are running our government. And to make no mistake about it, they are anti-American. And Joe Biden's people, not Joe Biden, it's a real sad deal to see Joe Biden today because he's basically gone mentally. I take no pleasure in that, although I, I despise the man, the way he has lived and his, and his uh, policies, I don't. I, 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 I look at him as another human being to me. So it's a very sad thing to see where he is today and what's going on with him. So his Twitter account last night said, well, it's always been between me and the MAGA, the extreme MAGA. No, sir. It's between America first, which is Donald Trump, and America last, which is this group that's running the country right now. They're putting America last to collapse us in every single way, to destroy this country. Donald Trump had it absolutely right last night. It's time for all of us to come together and overcome that and to fix and repair the damage that has been done to the country and the world at large. I want to tell you about my friends over at Stevens Roofing. Stevens Roofing is the best. They're right here in San Antonio and always have been. San Antonio Roofing Company, not a fly-by-nighter. And right now, because of the extreme cold weather, this is a good time, an excellent time to have Stevens come out and, uh, and inspect your roof. Make sure it's all good. And they do that absolutely free. There's no charge for that. There's no obligation for that. All you got to do is call them up or simply go to the website, stevensroofing.net, and schedule your appointment. A big red dot comes up, and you can press that and schedule your appointment to have them come out and give you that free roofing inspection. They're not looking for work, by the way. They're looking for problems that exist with your roof. And if there are any, they'll talk to you about how to fix, repair, or replace. And if you don't have any problems, they're going to tell you that too. And they've got an outstanding reputation with people all in our area taking care of both residential and commercial projects when it comes to roofs of all types and descriptions. They do it all at Stevens Roofing. Again, to schedule that free no-obligation inspection, stevensroofing.net. If you need quality hardwood or luxury... Hey, Jimmy, Elaine, Christian, when you got out of line as a kid, nothing serious, obviously, because you're all still here. You're not rotting in a jail somewhere. But when you got out of line as a kid, how were you disciplined? Go ahead. You first, Jimmy. Oh, physical. Oh, was it? Yes. It was never we're disappointed in you. (laughs) It was now I have to take my belt off. Oh, Oh, man. And did they have one on every doorknob in the house so they didn't have no, to go far? No, no, no. My you mom ha- did. My dad liked to hear <laughs> the rapid ripping of the belt off of his waist. You oh, know yeah. That snap. Yeah. Yes. Right, right, right. And right. then he would hold it in half yeah, and snap, pop it. Snap, yes. Pop it. And then it was like, all right, oh, that, here you know it what comes. that is? That's, that's like psychological torture. That's worse than the actual physical hit of the belt, man. Wow. Yeah. No, it was physical and I deserved it. Yeah. What about you, Christian? You know, believe it or not, I would often get grounded for, say, for example, a week. Uh-huh. But about four or five days. That explains a lot about him, doesn't it, Jimmy? I was going to say. 
I was grounded my I whole. I just sit over here. I sit over here. That's what's wrong with Christian. <laughs> yeah. I was grounded my whole sophomore year in high school because I kept repeatedly screwing up after I got off being grounded. You know, mm-hmm. my dad. My dad spanked me. I think once or twice, uh, and that's because I knew he would, and it hurt a lot. <laughs> and so I didn't give him another opportunity. I said, no, nope, not going to do that again. That was yeah. kind of the point. And, and my mom was the same way. She had a belt hanging on every doorknob in the house, and I knew she'd use it. I knew she would. So I never, I never gave her an opportunity. I really didn't. <clears throat> now, in Florida, we always talk about the kids and, and what's wrong with today's youth. And, why, you know, obviously discipline is a big issue. Schools can't discipline kids anymore, so they're running amok in the schools, giving the teachers, giving the administrators a hard time in the schools and all that kind of stuff. And you spare the ride, you spoil the child. That's a, that's, that's a biblical truism that we all have seen in a number of cases. So down in Florida, Walton County, Florida Sheriff's Office, they caught these kids, and they're you know 12 to 17, somewhere along in there, and they were egging houses and cars. Now, that's happened before, hasn't it? I never did that. I should have. I never toilet papered or egged anything. You ever. did? You did. Never I did? No. Really? I, I never did. You guys oh. are a bunch never of city did. kids. My dad kept us in a, on a ranch in Arizona, well, southern Arizona, and there's nothing out There's there. no way you could egg anything but a rabbit. There's no way you can get in trouble. <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> I mean, how do you let a little a little girl know that you like her without toilet papering her house? I know. I, but I'd never, I, I was so afraid. My dad ever got a hold of me. I do. So, I never did anything like that. I really didn't. I was not an angel, but I never did that. So anyway, the sheriff's office down there, they caught these kids doing it. Well, the kids got to do a little something special last Saturday. Okay. They did an all-day community car wash. Anybody <laughs> who wanted to get their car wash for free, bring it on by, and these kids get to wash the cars all day. Before mm. sunup to past sundown, it ruined their Saturday. They had plans. That's fair. Stuff they were going to do. And they learned their lesson. They, you know, the kids are saying, "Well, that's good. I'll never do that again." They were going to do nothing except sit at home playing Fortnite. That's, that's right. That's right. That's and it. the sheriff said, "No, we're going to take you back to a different time when you had to pay for, pay for your sins." He also could have put all of them in just a, their own cell <laughs> right. for Saturday, right? You know, legally, which could if, be the next step. Yeah. If the people wanted to press charges because the eggs damaged a, damaged a paint job on the car right. mm-hmm. or the house or whatever, it could have been much worse. So suck it up. Do that's one true. Saturday. That's right. And that's it's, right. Not, it's not like you had real major Put them in a cage plans. with someone named Bubba. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't do that. <laughs> we no. put, him, we put him in a cage like a border child. She didn't say that. She said no, put she, him in the cell with someone named Bubba. Yeah, she wants to be in the cell with Bubba. Oh. <laughs> That's what she's... No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, because Bubba, Bubba, if he, Bubba's we're... fat, Elaine don't want to be around. Yeah. <laughs> where we're getting somewhere. Where in Rima up next, KTSA. Hey, it's Jack Riccardi.